Hello, welcome to Kiara Gets Drunk and Talks About Music. Today we are talking about Battleborn by The Killers, released in 2012 under Island Records, and my guest is Ethan. Yeah, boy, I'm back. Ethan, you're back. I think I've set the record now. Have I? Do I have the record? No, nope, Most- not even close. Oh, damn it. I was so excited. I was like, yo, I am making history. I'm going to be the most, uh, I'll have the most appearances. Who has I mean- more? Farah has the most. She's got five. But clearly, you haven't been listening to the podcast because otherwise, you would realize how often Farah was on here. Farah, Farah, you said Farah. I said Farah. I've had too much to drink, and we just started. We're in the right frame of mind for this episode. But Ethan, (laughs) thank you for coming back. I'm so excited to see you. Um, It's been a it's been a while since you were last on the pod. You were here for episode 13. That was your last time, yeah. and the world was very different at that point. It was December. The COVID nineteen thing hadn't really taken form yet, and uh, we Just weren't after Christmas. Since you were last on the pod, what's changed? I mean, how you how have you been keeping busy in quarantine? I know that you're a student, so this is also a very weird time for you. What's been What's been going on? What's the vibe? Well, it's been tough, Kiara. I'll tell you that much. Um, you know, it's been very it's been very strange just having all this like kind of free time for the past couple of months i'm not used to especially coming out of second year where it was just like every day there was something else going on so to have like to have to stay at home and not have to go to work or anything it's kind of been like the best and worst thing but uh in terms of staying busy i've just been trying to like you know learn something new trying to do something new every day like i'm trying to learn guitar trying to work out uh, more and writing is obviously taking up a lot of my time. Just, yeah, trying to just make the, make the most out of all this free time I've gotten, do something productive with all of it. So. I love that. I mean, like that's a good approach. I feel like a lot of people aren't, a lot of people would in your shoes would probably just be like, fuck it. I'm going to sleep all day and party all night. That's how I started with it. And then I was like, wow, this is, this is what it's going to be like for the next couple of months. And I was like, no, there's going to be a change. We're going to, it's going to be, it's going to be good. I like that. I admire that, Ethan. Well, thank you again for coming back on the pod for your third time. I mean, it's I not a fifth really. time, but it's a third time. I'm happy to have you back. And I'm really excited to talk about this album today because um, this was one that actually you, you wanted to do. Like you kind of yeah. came to me with the suggestion mm-hmm. um, and I was really impressed because I didn't even know that you liked this album all that much, but that's what I'm so excited to hear your thoughts. So mm-hmm. before we get into some of the songs that we love on the album, some of the songs that we don't love, I'm going to give you a brief history on this album and uh we'll go from there sound good tell me tell me the history (laughs) (laughs) we're getting there (laughs) do it do it now so ethan um i i don't know if you remember but uh we've already done an episode on the killers not you and me but my friend tiff and i have done an episode on the killers already so i won't bore our listeners with a a repeated history of how the killers came to be but i did want to talk a little bit about this album because it was kind of a (laughs) it was kind of a turning point album for the band battleborn is the fourth studio album from the las vegas band the killers the album was a very big deal because the band had just come off of a two-year hiatus a time during which lead singer brandon Flowers and bassist Mark Stormer both worked on side solo projects during that time. So this was the first time the band had come together in a couple years to make another Killers record. And the album was released eight years after the band's debut, which was Hot Fuss, um, the album that definitely housed one of their biggest hits, which was Mr. Brightside. Um, And it shows a very clear maturity in the band's sound and their lyrics, moving from more of the indie scene into a true grandiose Americana majestic record. The album was very successful. It sold 113,000 copies in its first 
first week and it became the band's fourth consecutive number one album in the UK. Rolling Stone magazine rated it the second best album of the year and the album hit 1 million sales by the end of 2012. That's what I call success. That's what we call success. Have there only been three Killers albums? No, there's been five. Okay. This is the fourth. This is sorry, because I thought it sounded like, okay, because you said the Hot Fuss was their first one, you said? Yes. I didn't even realize that. I thought that was like one of their, I thought they, they were been around for longer. No, no, no. Hot Fuss was released in 2004, I think it was. Oh, wow. I did the episode on it. Hot Fuss came out. Yeah, 2004 for Hot Fuss. And then it was Sam's Town. And then hmm. it was Day and Age. Then it was Battleborn. Then Wonderful, Wonderful. And Imploding wow. the Mirage, I think it's going to come out in the spring. Or it is the spring, so I lied. The summer? It is the Ooh. summer. When? What time of year is it? What day is it? I don't even it? know what day it is, let <laughs> alone what time it is. What year is it? So, Ethan, we decided to keep it super simple today with the drink that we are mm. drinking. Um, very aptly named for the episode. We're drinking a cocktail called the Plain Killer. If you would like to make a Plain Killer yourself, you only need three ingredients, two ounces of rum, one and a half ounces of pineapple juice and one ounce of orange juice. Combine all that in a shaker filled with ice and pour it into a glass and drink it. Do you mention Damn the it? coconut? Well, we didn't put coconut in ours. You can put coconut cream Shh. on the top. No one's can... supposed to know. <laughs> you can put coconut cream on the top if you want to get real fancy. And if you happen to just have like nutmeg lying around, you could sprinkle nutmeg on the top. And I was just like, in what world would I ever fucking do this? I personally like cayenne on my cocktails if I have it. <laughs> You know, some fresh and I like lime. garlic powder on my cocktails, <laughs> salt and pepper. Throw a few cloves of garlic and you got yourself an Italian feast right there. <laughs> cheers to you, Ethan. Thank you oh, for coming on the pod. Cheers. cheers. Such an interesting cheers method. Mm. I love COVID. Ethan, can you tell me a little bit about how you first started listening to The Killers when you first discovered them and how you started listening to Battleborn? Mm-hmm. Well, um, I think the first time that I was introduced to them, it was the same... Not the, not the exact same way as Panic of the Disco, which was what we talked about last, but sort of the same kind of way, which is rock band. We played a lot of rock band growing up, and one of the most popular songs on there. Which when we You Were Young was on there. Oh, yeah. I forgot about that. Right? Classic. Um, yeah, no, we would play that all the time. I, I really liked that song. I think I would, yeah, I would, I would usually sing a lot on rock band, so I remember singing that quite a bit. Yeah, I remember that too. You were a good singer, though. You were so good at it. Stop it. Stop it, Kiara. But I don't um, know if we, we mentioned this off the top, but Ethan's my brother. <laughs> oh, yeah. I mean, I've, known I've been him on since here twice. It should know. They should know. My 13 listeners, they're like, yeah, we know who Ethan is, Kiara. Don't <laughs> There's the one us. listener who's like, what? <laughs> they're related? <laughs> anyway, sorry. Continue. So you started learning about the killers from Rock Band. That was your I first that, introduction. That was when I first listened to them. And then I think I like completely forgot until probably about... I think beginning of high school, and that was when I first listened to Mr. Brightside. I had never, really? ever heard Mr. Brightside in my life until like early high school. And then that was just like, oh man, because it was like, that was teen angst. So that just opened up the floodgates for all the angst. If Hot Fuss came out in 2004, yeah. when you went to high school, that would have been like 10 years later. So I know. It took you that long to listen to Mr. Brightside. You never heard it before. I'm sure I probably maybe heard it as a kid, but I completely forgot all about it because I listened to it for the first time and I was like, whoa, this is genius. This is a oh my- good song. <laughs> Jealousy. So, yeah. Turning sing, sing. Yeah. That's what I mean. Like it gets stuck in your head so easily. And it's oh just, yeah, it's an earworm. The music video is great as well. I oh. love music videos. So Me too. I think you get it from me. 
Yeah. Well, it's it's like if the song's good and the music video's good, it's immediately a classic for me, and I I never stop listening to it. But yeah, no. After I watched that, that's when I kind of started to listen to more of the Killers, and I think I I also started listening to them more just because you put. There was already like Killers songs on my iTunes, but then I guess just as time went on, I got more curious and I just started listening to more of their stuff. And I think that's when I I like I listened to a Miss Atomic Bomb, which I love even more, huge like, just song. as much as Mr. Brightside. Because like video too, yeah, because the story like continues on. It's like Mr. Brightside and then the sequel, Miss Atomic Bomb, and then from there, I just yeah started listening to more of them. And I think that's really how I landed on Battleborn. Interesting. Okay, 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 okay. Well, I I talked a lot about how I started listening to The Killers in my episode with Tiff. Um, Mm. So again, I don't want to sound like a broken record, pun intended, because it's a music (laughs) podcast. (laughs) Um, But what I what I resonate most with uh, when it comes to Battleborn. So the album came out when I was in my first year of university. Um, So like kind of a pivotal time in any young person's life. Um, you're kind of learning about the kind of adult that you want to be. And it's like your first time away from home and you're trying to make friends and all of that. And for me, I appreciated the fact that the killers came in and they had recognized that there was a part of their life that was over. Like mm-hmm. the Mr. Brightside, Samstown era of their life was over where they were like these kind of young kids from Vegas and they had moved on. And so I felt that same kind of energy where I was like, well, I'm no longer a high school student. Now I'm a university student and I'm mature. And this is, I was able to identify that this was a new part of my life. And this music really helped me get through that first year of university, which I found really tough because I did find it hard being away from home. And I found it hard to make friends, especially in the beginning. And thankfully I did. And I found an amazing uh, supportive group of people, but the the music was always there uh, to, to welcome me home back to my dorm Mm. room what i think is really special about this album too is that it's very nostalgic i feel like the whole album has a very nostalgic feel you're pointing you're pointing smiling that was one of the i actually forgot to bring this up for my first impression but i was gonna say the same thing that it's like all the songs have some sort of nostalgia for me yeah it's like it has a sort of nostalgic vibe so but even though you weren't like like even though it's not your story being told or like my story being told in the songs, it's, it's their stories or it's, it's a lot of, I think, Brandon Flowers um, stories. It's still so relatable and it feels so familiar. And I think that's the comfort of nostalgia. That's the beauty of using nostalgia in music is that like, it makes you think back to the time in your life where this event happened or where there was this person around or where you felt this way. And so I think that that's very, very powerful. It was funny because I remember telling my friends that I liked this album. And these were like some of my friends who were big Killers fans back in the day. And then they're just like, yeah, the Killers lost their edge after Hot Fuss. They turned into a band I don't like as much. Like they're not as indie. They're not as alt. And I was like, well... Fuck you guys. No. Take it up with my lawyer. No, but I do. This is probably my second favorite Killers album out of the five of them that have come out. Um, I love it. I remember watching the Here With Me music video. That's how I found out about Battleborn. Like, it was because I saw that music video. And we'll talk about it a little bit later on when we get into the song. But, like, I was just blown away by the the cinematography by just like the the artistry of that video. And like, again, like it's just every video that they've ever done has this great story. They don't just do like performance videos unless they, you know, somebody told me that that's a performance video, but like all their other videos since have had some element of a story and a narrative and it connects you to, it, it connects you to the music in such an amazing way. And I love the killers. I have always like I've talked about on the pod probably a few times now how they're in my top three favorite bands and that literally will never change. I finally saw them live in 2017 on the Wonderful Wonderful Tour. Such an amazing, such an amazing time. I went with mom and we were in the pit. It's fantastic. Life-changing. I went with mom. You know her? (laughs) You know mom? You know (laughs) the mom? The mom? (laughs) 
you know that one that that mom yeah <laughs> but anyways i really love this album i really love this band and uh i can't wait to hear about some of the songs you love so what do you say we get into it let's do it ethan what's uh what's the first song you want to talk about the first song that, that I got you love here, that you love the, yeah one of the first songs that i love is actually the way it was me too that's yeah, my favorite boy. song how much wait how many do you have i want to see how many we can actually get how many songs like do how i how many love songs do you love that or, i love or, i made note of one two three four five that i love yo, that i got I, five too oh man maybe we're, we're gonna, gonna twins see, twins five of the same i think that means that we're in sync like we're fully. in twins basil and then if not i'm adopted 100 <laughs> percent. probably we already- <laughs> oh, <no. laughs> we're off to a good start though so okay yeah, no. so the way it was you want to start with the way it was what do yes. you love about this song uh, this is the thing i kind of said about the song but also as the album as a whole is that it's like the killers they have a knack in making like bops like really catchy like good songs but they can be so sad at the same so time sad like you can like it could be one of it's like one of those songs where you can like listen to it as you're driving and you're like rocking out to it but as soon as you actually catch wind of the lyrics then you're like oh oh this is this is wow deep it's like you know it's like a it's like a cake baked in yeah. sadness <laughs> It's like a cake. It's like a cake. Baked in <laughs> sadness. No, but it is. It's like it until, is. not until you bite into it where you're like, ah, shit. It's like a, yeah. It's like the icing. It makes it look really nice. You take a bite into it. It's just hollow. <laughs> oh. That's the best way I can think of it. <laughs> Slightly disturbing. Oh, my gosh. So a it's a, so it's a bop. It's a sad bop. Yeah. What else? <laughs> I just, yeah. Is that no, all you that's had? It. That's everything. No. Uh, <laughs> No, one of the lyrics I wrote down, which I really liked, is, I mean, it's part of the chorus, um, where it's just like, if I go on with you, can it be the way it was? It was almost like, I feel like one of the themes of this album, which is like something I kind of touch on on the other songs, is regret. I kind of got a lot of regret from these songs in this one as well. And it's like almost sad in a way, because I almost hear it's like, I, I imagine that it's someone talking about a past or, or like someone trying to make a relationship work, and they're trying so hard for it to like be the same as it was before or at least that's what i'm hearing with that like especially with that lyric it's like they're just trying so hard to make it work and like desperately hoping that it's just going to stay the same which it well, really yeah. ever does well yeah because i feel like in, in any kind of relationship the two people grow what yeah. no matter no, no matter what the relationship is if it's a romantic relationship or a friendship or whatever like you're you're growing with that person as you get older and yeah there might come a point where you're paths kind of diverge because you become different people and mm-hmm. so in this song i agree with you it's kind of like him being him regretting maybe a certain event or a fight or something that has happened and then just being like i wish i could go back to the blissful yeah. the blissful time yeah i mean i personally have not been in that sort of a scenario or at least one that i cannot like i, I can think of but that's where they're really good because they write it in such a way that like it popped in my mind and i kind of understood it so I think that was like, it was very effective the way they, they, they made this song. Yeah, I totally agree. Again, I, I love this song. It's definitely my favorite song off the album. I think the chorus is my favorite part. Oh, yeah. the, if I go on with you, can it be the way it was? That was so off key. Holy shit. As it was coming out of my mouth, I was like, this is not it at all. I'm not a singer, Kiara. Okay, I'm trying my best. No, I said I was off key. I'm kidding. I was trying I'm to make key. a joke. My favorite part of the song. I don't know why, but I like when songs have very clear, specific examples because although some people might think that that's 
less relatable and like less mass. So there's this lyric where he says, I remember driving in my daddy's car to the airfield, blanket on the hood, backs against the windshield. And that's a very specific example. Like not yeah. every not everyone would have driven out to the airfield in their dad's truck. The 300,000 and- people who bought this album were like, hmm, yes, I remember driving out to the airfields in my daddy's car. <laughs> No, but what I like, (laughs) what I like is that even though it's not something that everybody can relate to, it's almost like a, it's almost just like a, it's, it's more personal that way because it's coming directly from the songwriter. It's coming directly from Brandon Flowers. Like, I feel like that was an actual event that happened in his life. It's enough for you to like, cause although it's like, yeah, we've, we've never had that kind of experience. I've never been gone to an airfield. I'm sure you've never driven to an airfield, but it's just like the the specificity is enough for us to know it's like we find a relation to it like we kind of find you can it. substitute we, it for like yeah, something else that's even. What, yeah. yeah i feel like we're able to substitute and we're like oh okay like i'm gonna start i, I kind of start thinking about summer summer nights like you know spending time with my friends that sort of thing to, to go back to your earlier point about how the song is very catchy and it's like you can rock out to it but it's cloaked in this kind of sad heavy energy is because he is saying like you like you can't go back like I wish I could go back to the way that things were but I know that that's like the past is in the past and he says near the end of I think the second verse where he's like back then this thing was running on momentum love and trust that paradise is buried in the dust if (laughs) I go on yeah I love that part too the that paradise is buried in the dust yeah I love that line that's like a poignant line for me I think if you feel like you're with the right person and you're like and you're so happy in those moments, you look back on that with the ultimate nostalgia when you're just like, everything was perfect and now it's shit, you know? Why can't I go? Take me back. Take me back. Take me back. I'm going to travel a little bit backwards in the track listing and I'm going to go to Runaways, the second song on the album. Never mind. I guess we're not in sync. <laughs> Damn it. It's not on my list. That's okay. We are, we're allowed to have some differences. This is what makes That's the true. pod interesting, you know? I didn't um, dislike it, if that makes any difference. No, you're it, dead to it, me. No. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, uh, see you guys. Uh, it's Bye. Been fun. Okay. So, so Runaways. My whole thing with Runaways is that I love that it's another storytelling. It falls in the same vein of nostalgia songs. Right. Um, yeah. I think it just packs a little bit more of like a punch. It's a little bit more like arena pleasing, I guess. Like it's bigger. I, like for yeah. me, it's like a bigger song on the record. And I love when the killers do big arena pleasing songs. Mm-hmm. For me, Runaways is about looking back on your young teenage life and he says you know ain't we all just runaways we got time but that ain't much we can't wait till tomorrow there's also a very clear sequence of events i feel like that happens in this song so at the beginning he's saying like blonde hair blowing in the summer wind blue-eyed girl laying in the sand so it's like meeting a person or falling in love with the person that will love at first sight and then Mm -hmm. he says in the second verse we got engaged on a friday night and then so after that so it's like the the meeting and then it's the engagement and then he says i've got a tendency to slip when the nights get wild and she said she might just run away so now it's like the relationship Mm -hmm. is put to the test now it's kind of like the idea of runaways has shifted from we're just teenagers running away to like prove our parents wrong to holy shit i might lose a person in my life because i fucked something up so bad uh and then you get to the like bridge of the song and there's a line where he says we used to laugh now we only fight baby are you lonesome now and then it explodes into the and at night i come home after they fall asleep like a stumbling ghost i haunt these halls i have to sing it i have to sing it because i fucking love this song do it but it explodes into these huge notes and it's like those notes when when he hit, when Brandon hits them and I just like feel them in my heart. I feel them in my soul. You know what I mean? It's like, ah, oh, goosebumps. Yeah, like I get goosebumps. And yeah. so seeing them play this live is just like with the lights and the... And it's just... 
the confetti, like everything. It's just a perfect sound experience. Yeah. No, I think that was, uh, it's like, it's just very interesting to talk about this one. The common theme stretched out, I think, is like almost growing up or like coming of age in a way. I think there's a lot of songs that kind of relate to that. Yeah. Um, and like just dealing with the various kind of lessons of life you learn along the way. And I think that, yeah, that, that, was, that was definitely one of them. It's a, very, it's a very interesting direction that they took. And I think that they did it really well with like the stories they told. I think it's very effective. Okay, Ethan, hit me with another one you love. Okay, the next one on my list is... I gotta find it. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> it's Be Still. I'm sure this is on your list. It's on my list. But tell, me, tell me why you love it first. Well, he, <laughs> first thing, the first note I have, I'll elaborate on it. But it was just like makes me think of the cottage <laughs> and i know really? that's a, like i guess this is where we were talking about like it before when it was like how i got introduced to it maybe i because i know you and mom love the killers so the you know, mom I'm, the mom <laughs> the mom you know who i'm talking about i'm sure you both would listen to the killers like all the time like even when, like especially when i was younger so I'm sure like at the cottage i probably heard it a bunch of times but it's like we've been saying already how it's like is very effective when it tells a story. And I, I feel like this song does a very good job at telling the story of like, like what you already said. It's like someone looking back on their regrets or how good life used to be, but not letting that like kind of get to you and not, and trying not to lose hope. I feel like, I think I did listen to this high, this song in high school a few times. Cause I think high school was like the, is the first time in your life where you're kind of like, Oh geez, like this is going to be rough. You know, like this is when it kind of starts to hit you it's it's kind of it's kind of bad and yeah you know there are probably a lot of moments or memories that you have that seem better right now but hold on to the hope that you're going to make so many more of those in the future to come again i don't know how that relates to the cottage i kind of just went on a separate tangent there <laughs> another reason why i like it but um yeah no that that's one of the reasons why i loved it so much so so when you listen to the song, you interpret it like um, like when he's saying like be still and everything, like he's saying that almost to himself. I think it could be either way. I think he could be okay. singing, it, singing it for himself or he could be singing it for another person. It just depends on who in that situation is kind of struggling. Yeah, no, that's totally fair. So not a cottage jam for me. <laughs> per oh, okay. Se. All right, cool. <laughs> no, like for me, when I say cottage, like I imagine it's like, picture this. I'm gonna paint a picture for you. Imagine it's like 7.30 p.m. Okay, sun's like going down. You're at Lake Erie and not in the lake, you're on the shore of the lake. You're like, <laughs> You're in Lake Erie. <laughs> you're in the middle of Lake Erie. No, no, no. You're in the middle of the Atlantic Ocean. Shark circling. Yeah, there's no boats. No one can help you. No, <laughs> you're like on the shore of Lake Erie. The sun's going down. No, seven thirty. that. <laughs> sun's going. I don't know time, Kiara. <laughs> The sun's like just gone down the horizon and it's just getting dark. And he's just like, you see someone just sitting on the beach, just kind of contemplating like, it's good right now. But once this vacation is over, or once I go back to work, work, yeah, or whatever, it's like, they know it's, it's kind of, they're going to go back to the same old stuff. That's what I see. Lake Erie vibes. Yeah, Lake Erie vibes for <laughs> real. I, so I have a playlist called my breathe playlist and- okay. Basically, the songs on my breathe playlist are songs that remind me to breathe. So when I get stressed out or I'm feeling anxious, I'll put on this playlist and it's all very calming. Um, some of like some of my favorite songs, sometimes they're not necessarily slow songs, but just songs that make me feel more like at peace and more centered. And Be Still has always been a song like that for me. I think especially compared to the rest of the album, it's so delicate. 
Oh, like yeah. it's very, it's, he sings it very quietly. Like there's, there's elongated notes and there's, there's bigger notes that he hits, but it's very like subdued. Mm-hmm. And I think that's why I find it so calming. Um, and I play this song when I need to be reminded like who I am. May your limits be unknown and may your efforts be your own. When I hear those lyrics, I think like, okay, I, I might be having a bad day today, but this isn't a reflection on like me being a bad person or this isn't a reflection of like me being bad at my job or like, you know, you know, getting into an argument with somebody and feeling like shitty. Like this is one, this is a, you know, it's transient. Like time is like, things are transient. And then, yeah, when it goes into the chorus and he says, don't break character, you've got a lot of heart, rise up like the sun and labor till the work is done. So it's like, all right, I'm feeling this way right now. I'm feeling anxious and I'm feeling nervous and I'm feeling shitty about everything that's going on. But I know tomorrow sun's going to rise again. We're going to, we're going to have a chance to do things, do things over again. So don't, lose out on who you are. And I guess I always just imagined him saying this to somebody else as opposed to himself. But I do like the way that you thought of it too, where it could be used as like a, as like an internal dialogue. Um, Mm -hmm. In listening to this song, prepping for today's session with you, I was like, damn, like this is kind of how I feel about the podcast. Because one day, like you're, I think we're all going to kind of reach a point and we may have already got there, maybe not, but you're going to reach a point where like, you're going to look back and be like all those things that I wanted to do and those things I was scared to do, like now I've done them or now I've got things that I wanted or now I'm like, you know, like you finally feel kind of like I've reached a place. And for me, because this podcast was such a long time coming, listening to this song now and when he's talking about, you know, just like fucking working hard, just like hustle and like, don't break character. Like you do you like mm-hmm. be, be your own person and do what you want and be still and be okay with it and be happy with it. That's what I just thought of when I was just like, man, like the podcast was a long time coming. It was like two years to kind of get it going. And even now it's still a struggle. And anytime that it stresses me out or it causes me to second guess myself, I just think about like, no, no, rise up like the sun, labor till the work is done. Put your heart into it. Don't let the bastards get you down. That's what I'm talking about. It's true. But all in all, beautiful, beautiful tune on the record. One of my favorite killer songs of all time, for Me sure. Me too, definitely. Um, my turn again, I guess? Yeah. Um, I'm going to take a sip of my drink first. I'm feeling a little parchy parched. A little quenched. I mean, no, that's the opposite of what you're <laughs> feeling. <laughs> so uh, we're going to keep this thing moving. We're going to keep it rocking right. and rolling. Keep the train moving. I got to talk about here with me. Yep, I got it too. So... I wrote down my first line in my notes was it's a majestic as fuck love ballad, <laughs> but it is because See, it's no, I, listen, no, oh, stop oh, interrupting. Oh, oh, okay. Okay. I was going to agree with you, but if you're so <laughs> in, uh, so what word am I looking for? So set on tearing me down then go for it. I'm sorry. Go ahead. I, I use the words. I kind of heard it as a hopeless romantic ballad. And, and I said, it could also be sort of like a, breakups or not breakup song but like a missing your ex kind of song yeah i would agree with that too yeah i would agree with that too because the the idea itself is very simple it's i want you here with me i don't want your picture on my on my cell phone i want you here with me like i physically like and in the age of fucking quarantine Mm. relatable you know how many pictures i got on my phone (laughs) insane just snapchatting everybody (laughs) you know how hard that is Day after day after day. Um, I can never do episodes with you. This is what <laughs> <I know. happens. laughs> but yeah, so the idea again is very simple, but it's done in such a beautiful and like genuine way where like, I don't mind that the idea is so simple. Like the lyric, I don't want your picture on my cell phone. I want you here with me. It's kind of like, if you hear that, just like saying it in conversation, you're kind of like, that's a shitty song lyric. Like it sounds like the person didn't <laughs> care when they were writing it. No, but yeah. you know what I mean? And then when he sings it, you're just like, oh, but it's so, it is so relatable. 
And yeah. it's so just like in the, in the age of technology, in the age of the fucking pandemic, it's kind of like, no, I don't want to, I don't want to see your face on zoom. Like Ethan, yeah. like get over here and let's hang out. Let's like, yeah, man. let's do stuff. You know, like it's, I want it's, you here with me. Yeah. I have to talk about the video. Yes. I have to talk about the video. Yes. Yes. So yes. in this yes. video, it stars Winona Ryder and that's Winona Ryder. That's Winona Ryder and Whoa. Craig Roberts. So Craig Roberts is an actor. He was in this indie movie called Submarine. Um, but he was also in like him. That was him, Craig Roberts. Whoa, Dude. I'm sorry, this is new information for me. I Ethan, watched you've the submarine. Seen the I video. He was really good. You've seen the video. How do you not recognize him? He's got such a distinct look. I, I haven't seen the submarine since I was like 12. And basically in the video, Craig Roberts plays like mm-hmm. this, um, you know, like lonely guy or whatever. And he sees this mannequin. She's like a mannequin, right? Mm-hmm, he mm-hmm. sees this mannequin, like falls in love with the mannequin, but then the mannequin comes to life and it's Winona Ryder. And he's like taking her like all around town and they're like doing fun stuff together. But then like sometimes she'll be a regular mannequin again and sometimes she's a real woman and she's like talking to him. But then she just like, it's, it's kind of like in his head, you yeah, know, like yeah, it's yeah, almost yeah. like he's losing it a little bit because he's talking. It's like, you know, remember Lars and the Real Girl with Ryan Gosling? You ever see that movie? Oh yeah. Well, I've never seen it, but I know. It's kind of like happens. that. Yeah. It's got Lars and the Real Girl energy, if I may. Lars. Laws. So the video is fantastic. It's it's kind of freaky and it's kind of weird, but I think it's so pure. And then like every now and then, you know, they cut to a shot of uh, Brandon Flowers singing the jam, and it's like, yeah. oh, I just feel it, feel it in my heart, feel it in my yeah. soul. The vocals in this are fucking insane. Like one of my favorite parts of the song <laughs> is when he's like, um, "Time seems to move so slowly when you're taking it as it comes." Maybe we were just too young, and then like, oh, that riff. I remember hearing it and being like, whoa calm down <laughs> chill but also don't stop um <laughs> <laughs> it's like it's a green stop sign <laughs> no one can beat the killers when it comes to a good bridge so in this song mm. the bridge is uh well i saw you in a restaurant the other day and instead of walking towards you oh yeah i, I ran, ran away. away yeah also this is just coming to my mind you've seen the notebook right no what yeah i haven't seen it never nope <sighs> Okay, well, anyways, there is literally a scene in the notebook. And that's the last time I'm ever going to be on this show. (laughs) You are no longer welcome on the pod. No, but there is a scene in the notebook where, so it's Ryan Gosling, Rachel McAdams, right? Yeah. So this is like, whatever, five years later after they've already broken up. They're older, whatever. Things are happening. And Mm. Ryan Gosling's walking down the street. He looks in a restaurant window. He sees Rachel McAdams and he's about to go inside. And then her new lover, James Marsden, who is super fine, comes into the (laughs) shot. He is super fine. Comes in. They kiss. Ryan Gosling like slumps back. He's like, oh my God. And then he walks away and I'm like, oh no. But true love. What about true love? What about love? Yeah. It's a classic movie scene. And anybody who's ever crushed on somebody else will get this song. You'll hear it and you'll be like, I've been there. Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Been there. It's interesting to hear because I actually didn't watch the video in full. I find the detail of like the mannequin kind of returning to its inanimate like inanimate form did she do that like every time someone like saw them together or i actually what don't it? know you'll have to report back because i think that's interesting i think that'd be a very interesting detail especially for the music video because that like that just expands the whole potential of the story because then it's like what if it's not only about like yeah i i you know i really want to be with this person but maybe it's like another kind of way you can look at it is almost like maybe they're already together However, maybe it's not the best relationship. Maybe the person kind of only, uh, they, they don't act the same way around them when other people are present. Because I know that sometimes happens in certain relationships. That was hashtag deep. Right? That was Mariana's Trench. <laughs> Please come back. <laughs> oh my 
they do but... need to though they've been gone for so long where Dude, are they They released like a few new songs like fairly recently they yeah but suck. like they need to <laughs> that's what i mean <laughs> oh my good god all right it's your turn my friend what do you want to talk about next my next one that i want to talk about is deadlines and commitments you not like that one i don't really but tell make okay. your case tell me why you no, like it okay so I find the chorus very comforting and I kind of looked at it as it's like almost a song about, well, like, like the chorus is, it's like, if you should fall upon hard times, if you should lose your way, there's a place here in this house that you can stay. And it really reminded me, it's like, I got a good family. I got plenty of friends who would give up so much for me. So it's like, you know, it, whenever things get tough for me or whenever like things get <clears throat> seem to be really hard, I know I got so many people who I can trust when I'm hit, I've hit rock bottom, they'll, they'll look out for me. So I thought I, I really liked it for that reason. I thought it was like a very, cause I, I kind of like looked at it as like a song about stress and things can like deadline it's deadlines and commitments is in the title. Right. right. So whenever that becomes too much, you just got to think about the people who you got in your life and they'll catch you. Yeah. And well, you know what, Ethan, I think that's a very sweet way to look at it. I, for some reason I never really interpreted it that way. That's a very sweet way to think about it, but you're wrong, dude. (laughs) No, I'm not going to, Hey, I respect your opinion. People are allowed to come on the podcast and voice their opinions. That's the beauty of it. I have a really bad response to this. Although man, the only thing I wrote down for deadlines and commitments was that it was boring. Really? I just, I feel like it's very one note. I don't see the same levels as I do in the other killer songs. And I think that's why it's, okay. it's not going to be one of my favorites. I won't skip it all the time, yeah. but I did bucket into the songs that I don't love. I'll skip it more than most. I think personally, I just love, I just love when like it gets to the chorus, it's like leading up to it and the drums just pick up and then it's just, if you should fall upon hard times. I don't, I don't hate the chorus. I've never really hated a killer's chorus ever, the but choruses I just, are always so good. I like when songs are complex. Okay. And they can jump all over the place, but still be a cohesive unit. Well, but I can appreciate what you love about it. And I respect it. Thank you. You're welcome. I, I respect your respect. Deadlines and commitments. I mean, like he hits those notes and it's pretty beautiful. Yeah. It's always a great performance from Brandon Flowers on each song. Always. His solo always record. Have you listened to his solo record? It's fucking no. awesome. I was on too. Spotify. I was on Spotify and I saw that he had a song and it was just his name. And I was like, huh. Like I never knew he had solo projects. Oh, Ethan, two oh. solo records. Flamingo. Oh. And then oh. that's like my second favorite animal. <laughs> What's your first? Oh, uh, I don't know. Probably a rhino. <laughs> Why a rhino? <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Oh. <laughs> like gorilla. I don't know. <laughs> We're going to keep this thing a move in. I would love to talk about Heart of a Girl. Here's my thing with Heart of a Girl. When the album came out, I remember watching a lot of live performances of the Battleborn songs, just on YouTube, things like things that I could find. And there was one performance I saw, and I believe it was in Vancouver, but I might be wrong, where Brandon sits down at the piano. He's getting ready to sing Heart of a Girl. And he's talking to the crowd about what the song means to him. And he's saying, um, this is going to be my Brandon Flowers impression. Are you ready? Yes. He kind of talks like Elvis, where he's like, you ever have those moments where <laughs> girl like gives you her phone number and sometimes you call her and sometimes you don't. And this is about the night that I called her. Like, that's kind of what he sounds like. You can make any song like profound. You'd be like, you ever get that feeling when uh pour cereal into your bowl, you look in the fridge, you don't got milk. <laughs> that's what the song's about. Have a good night. He doesn't even sing the song. He just walks off I feel like I feel like that accent was maybe a little bit more Matthew McConaughey than I would have liked. Yeah, but, I tend know. to go Matthew McConaughey. 
I mean, like when you have the choice, you may as well. But he talks about how like, this is the girl he called, you know, like when you're dating around and stuff, like you, you don't always know like what a person is going to mean to you. Sometimes it can be like, you end up talking to them for like a few days and then it kind of fizzles out. Or sometimes yeah. you meet up, you go on a few dates and it fizzles out. Sometimes you're with people for months and then it also ends. And sometimes you're with them for the rest of your fucking life. Like you, you don't know. And this happens to be a song about his wife and um, meeting his wife and then how it evolved into his marriage. They said, he said, um, she wrote her number down and she gave it to me and they had to pick me up off the floor. How he was just so, like he was so like, in love with this woman, he couldn't even believe that like he got her number, you know, like mm-hmm. it was just one of those, one of those like really amazing, beautiful moments in a, in a relationship with somebody. Yeah. Um, he's also been very open. So the killers did an episode of one of my favorite podcasts, which is called song exploder, where basically uh, the, the podcast will bring in artists and they kind of dissect their songs and they talk about how it was written and, and how it was composed. And the song that they dissected for this episode was rut, which is a song off of oh, yeah. wonderful, wonderful. Oh yeah. And in that song, he's very open about his wife um, and how she experienced trauma at a very young age. And he doesn't go into specifics, but clearly yeah. something happened to in her life, which greatly affects her and continues to affect her every day. And he kind of has to be that support system for her. So to me, this song is him being like, like, mm-hmm. I got you and I'm here for you. And I'm, I've got all night to listen mm-hmm. to the heart of a girl, but it's also it's a two-way street because she's also there for him, right? Like he says, staring down the mouth of a hundred thousand guns and you're still here. At the very end, uh, there's a line where he says like, uh, standing on stone, you stand beside me and honor the plans that were made. And I'm like, for me, well, that's marriage, right? Like you're standing in front of your family and friends and you're like, this is what I'm vowing to this person and I will dedicate my life to loving this person. And I just thought, I just think it's so pure and so beautiful. And I really respect the fact that it's a very supportive loving relationship especially knowing that his wife had to go through some shit yeah no it's yeah i mean listen yeah those like lyrics it's very very beautiful to listen to because i think it's like it's almost like you hear that or it's like for him i feel like in that moment he knew like judging by those lyrics he knew once he saw her like he felt something that probably he had never experienced before and he kind of there was like a part of him that knew he's like she's she's the one Maybe, yeah. Maybe at that time he wasn't like, oh, she's the one right away. But maybe he was. I don't know. But I don't there know. Was he called her an angel in robes. Yeah, like that's that's pretty strong. He's like, got you. You will forever be Mrs. Flowers. Mrs. Flowers. Could you imagine that? I would <laughs> love to be Mrs. Flowers. I feel like if I was in third grade and my teacher was named Mrs. Flowers, I'd probably never want to leave third grade. I'd be <laughs> like, you know, I just want to, I want to do trigonometry with mrs flowers what kind of fucking third grade were you and you were doing trigonometry <laughs> before we move on do you mind if i refill my drink i feel like i feel like i'm in i'm due for a refill here you will you do it ethan yeah last song that you love can i take a mm-hmm. guess at what it is yeah uh, you're you you know what it is miss atomic bomb oh you know it it could, there me. couldn't be anything else you know um i basically already said it like at the beginning when you think about the, when you bring in the whole factoring of the music videos. So Mr. Brightside, the video is essentially about, it's like Brent Flowers. He's like in a band at a club and his significant other is sort of, I don't know if, is she a, what the people call prostitutes? <laughs> I think she's, she's like an what, escort. Or, she's like an escort. So yeah. she's with other guys. She's a and, companion. Yeah. She provides men with good company for a short while. <laughs> for a very short while. And um, 
it, I think that like it ties in with the song because the song is all about like jealousy and not necessarily not trusting your partner, but just being afraid of you know them being taken away from you. I guess so. Yeah, the whole video is about him kind of dealing with that, and then Miss Atomic Bomb is it takes place like years after, and it comes back to um, that night basically. Like it goes before it goes it goes back in time to before he was like even in that band and before before she was an escort. And it's basically like following them from high school. They like run away together. They fall in love and whatnot. And then they obviously go into the club and whatnot. And the guy just can't handle the fact that like the paranoia of like, is she with other guys? Like, is she going behind my back? And right when he's like about to propose to her, he thinks that he, she's cheating on him. And she's like, oh, screw this. And he throws the ring away. He, he leaves her and he doesn't see her again. She almost like says no to being with Brandon Flowers and instead ends up with that other guy. And then she like regrets it. Well, here's the kicker. Like the, mo- the key moment in question is when he's like about to propose to her and he looks up at the window and he sees her in there with him, right? Thing is, he doesn't actually see the other guy. He just sees her shadow. Then we get a look inside the room and we see he's with, she's with another guy. So is that what he's thinking? Like, does he think she's up there? Oh, I see the what paranoia? you mean. Because mm. I think it's all up in his head. Like, it's all up in his head and he's too overcome by the, the fear that that's what the case is, even though it's she's probably not with another guy. She's like staying loyal to him. That's what I got from it. No, I think that's totally fair. I, I again, this video I think is a work of art just because yeah, I love I love the Mr. Brightside video so much. A lot of that has to do with the fact that the song is iconic, but oh, the video so is good. also iconic. And the fact that they decided to like go back to it 8 years later and revisit the whole concept and have the same cast, like it's the same woman that he falls mm. in love with is Brandon Flowers playing the lead and then it's the that actor who plays like the the rich guy or whatever who she's like kind of with and then yeah the, the fact that they chose to do half animated and then half like real life is almost like well what's real and what's not you yeah, know yeah, like it's yeah. so i see what you're see i picking up what you're throwing down i'm picking up what you're throwing down i love this song too i i didn't include it on my list of loves because i think if i had to like narrow it down the five are you okay wait you didn't put this on your list of loves? It's not on my list of loves. Oh, wow. But I do really, really, oh, really, 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 really like it. Wow. It just didn't it just didn't make the oh, cut on my man. No, no, listen. Oh, listen. God. I really, really like this song and I love the video. Yeah. But the other songs that I'd already talked about, I love more. But it's a great song. Great yeah. song, Ethan. Absolutely thank, a great song. Thank you for, for saying that again. You are welcome. I'm, I'm still so shattered. Sorry. Triggered. <laughs> If you don't have any more that you love, Ethan, I think it's time we got we to gotta go into the negatives. We got to get to I, the beef. I only got one. And even still, I'm not like against it against it, but it's the only one where I was like, huh. And that one was from here on out. Interesting. Okay. I also because, had that. Yeah, yeah. I think the reason being was kind of, it, it kind of threw me off because you listen to like Deadlines and Commitments, Miss Atomic Bomb, Here With Me, Be Still. It's kind of like they have like a similar kind of style and rhythm. And you listen to from here on out and then it's kind of got like a country twang i agree like, that's why that i didn't like from? it yeah yeah it can it didn't really seem like it, it fit on this album it didn't really fit in with the others i would agree with you 100 percent. the way it starts off where it's like yeah. and i'm like what the fuck yeah. is this <laughs> like <laughs> what what's happening here on this day <laughs> it could be like a dolly parton song if you if you didn't hear brandon start singing it, it's very twangy and it's very just like no like i I don't, I don't hate the lyrics or anything, but I, yeah. I will skip it. I don't really know the words. Like, I can't really mm-hmm. quote lyrics right now because I feel like I don't give it the time of day to, like, 
listen to it because I hear the beginning and I'm like, oh, skip. You know, <laughs> that's kind of how I feel. I would agree with you on that one. The yeah. one that I don't really like is Flesh and yeah. Bone. Okay. Okay. For me, the reason why I don't like this song, first of all, it's the, the first track off the record. Yeah. And- it's always the kind of weird one. Well, not necessarily, though, because I think that the first track off the record should be like, welcome. This is what you're about to expect. That's true. That's a very good point. And Flesh and Bone is like, it starts off with like a beep, boop, beep, boop, kind of like mechanical thing. And I'm like, okay, I get it. Because in Flesh and Bone, it's like, what are you made of? Flesh and Bone. And what are you afraid of? Or I can't remember. Like, like I understand that it's supposed to allude to the whole Battleborn theme, but then just start it with Battleborn. Battleborn is a way better song than Flesh and Bone. Flesh and Bone is kind of awkward. It's not super catchy. The composition is like not my favorite. Battleborn would have been a really good one to open up with too. Or Runaways. Runaways is the <laughs> second track. I'm like, put Runaways first. Put Flesh yeah. and Bone somewhere in the fucking middle. No matter how many times I listen to it, I can't really wrap my head around why, why Brandon and Ronnie and Mark were like, this one has to be the starter on the record. I just don't get it. I, you're asking me? I ain't got the answer, Sway. But you know what? At the end of the day though... I can't say I like hate it. Yeah. It's the same thing with mine. I can't say I hate it either. Yeah. Like if it were to come on and I like didn't have my phone near me and I couldn't skip it, I'd be like, okay, th- I'll just let this happen. <laughs> like, <laughs> That's the best feeling when it's like you, you can't skip a song. You usually skip. So you're like, oh God, I guess I'll listen to it. Then you listen to it for the first time. Like actually, and you're like, oh, that's actually kind of nice. All right, Ethan, we've reached the turning point, the point of no return, mm. which is when we have to rate our album. If you haven't listened to the podcast before, we rate the albums we talk about out of five cocktails. So today we have to rate Battleborn by the Killers out of five plain killer cocktails. So Ethan, can you let me know your overall final thoughts on the album and what you would give it out of five plain killers? I don't think there is like any album that has had more of like a nostalgic effect on me more than this one. And I feel like the the killers in general, I feel like, or have a very good ability to do that like personally with me and i feel like they're also able to do that with a lot of other people i really like the themes they explored in terms of regret and love um jealousy in terms of miss atomic bomb uh looking back on your life it's just like it's a really comprehensive yeah it's like it's really good music to listen to as you grow up it's like wine like as it ages you kind of start to uh, appreciate it more um, is that what happens when wine ages you I appreciate just thought it about, more i heard you it just- <laughs> i heard it and i was like nope that's that's not wine you're just like looking on your shelf and you're like ah i appreciate <laughs> you wine you do you I'm, wine no but it's like as you get older i feel like you start to be cut like with it with more experience you get i feel like you're able to appreciate the stories they tell because you can relate to them more and you yeah you truly fully understand them so i would give this i would give this let me just pull out my handy dandy calculator real quick why don't you can't why can't you just give it out of five cocktails why do you have to buy percent point two five cocktails out of five because four four isn't enough but five is hundred so why didn't you go to 4.5? Why 4.25? Because then it's a 90 and I thought it was an 85. (laughs) (laughs) Get off my back. Okay. I will, I agree with you. I think the themes of this record are very, very strong. And as I mentioned in the beginning, just to kind of bring it all back, if you're going through a pivotal moment in your life and things are changing, and you know that they're not going to be the same anymore, and there's key decisions that you have to make, and there's people you're going to meet, and there's things you're going to fuck up, Mm. this is the record for you. Oh, yeah. It's the perfect soundtrack to your life at that moment in time. And you're right. As I've gotten older, and as I've started to think, too, about, like, you know, 
when I get married and when I have kids and uh, what my life is going to look like and the things that I'm going to be looking back on, like shit, the things that I'm looking back on right now in a pandemic where I'm like, I miss like, I miss the way it was to go back to that Mm. song. I miss the way that things were. The fact that they created a record that resonate with resonated with me so heavily in 2012 still resonates so heavily with me in 2020 under completely different circumstances is very very strong i the only reason i'm not giving it a 5 is because i don't think i can listen to every song on the album yeah. for the rest of my life i think yeah. i'm going to have a few that i'm going to be skipping yeah 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 but the bangers bang oh, hard they do even though mr brightside is maybe the killer's biggest song be still for me. Like cool. I said, one of my top killer songs, the way it was is one of my top killer songs here yeah. with me is one of my top killer cool. songs. So I'm going to give it a four and a half, 4.5 okay. out of five playing killers. All right. So that's a pretty good rating overall. It is a pretty good rate. We gave it a pretty, pretty good ratings. I'm pretty, I think the killers would be happy. I think Brandon would be impressed. I think Brandon needs to come on the podcast if I'm being completely oh, Brandon, if you're listening. Um, well, Ethan, look, uh, that kind of wraps up our episode for the day. I just want to thank you for coming by. Being such an amazing guest like you always are. I miss hanging out with you. It sucks that we can't really be in the same room doing this yeah. recording, but um, I'm so appreciate you coming back on and I can't wait to have you back for a fifth time. Oh, I can't wait. Until no, I can a fourth eat. time. Well, soon. <laughs> I'm going to beat that record, Farah. I'm coming for that record and oh, I boy. hope you're ready. It's a challenge. But thank you for having me. Always fun, as per usual. Always a great time. You're welcome, Ethan. Hope you have a good night and uh, cheers, my friend. Cheers. My little baby brother. Dots, bad luck. Don't do that.